Hello and welcome to Concert Pipeline. I'm Steve Jones. Today on the program, we have uh, a unique kind of uh, program, one I haven't done in this kind of format for uh, a while. Usually I'll mix this sort of thing in with um, an interview of sorts, but we don't have any interview for this episode. Uh, just lots of concert, lots of concert talk, uh, music news, all of that stuff. Um, con uh, concert footage. Uh, uh, I had the opportunity to go to see Beck and Phoenix and Jenny Lewis and Sir Chloe at the Concord Pavilion on Saturday. And uh, it was really great to go. Um, so um, got lots of pictures, lots of uh, video uh, from, that, from that show that we're going to be bringing you. Uh, I'll be talking about the whole experience at the concert. But again, no, no interview uh, on this one. It's just, it's been three weeks since we did a, a show. I have an interview coming up, but I didn't want to wait uh, uh, for the interview to get an episode out. Three weeks feels like a really long time for me. Like when I, uh, when I don't have an interview for three weeks and I'm like taking a little break, I feel like I'm missing something, you know? Uh, and so uh, we're going to try and get more interviews in here uh, and uh, unpack a couple more in over the next couple months. Last year, uh, I took a hiatus uh, between like late October to end of January uh, to focus on duck hunting and didn't regret it. Uh, it's the first time I'd ever done that. Um, but uh, but uh, that allowed me to focus on uh, on hunting and not overdo it. I find myself kind of taking on too much sometimes. Um, I try and pack so much into my days, my time, uh, and do all the things I want to do, but sometimes it's just too much. Um, I found that recently as I decided to dive into the dating pool a little bit and go on a couple of dates and uh, just kind of see where that led. And then I was neglecting my dog, uh, my puppy Navy, who I'm working to get her ready to be a hunting dog in uh, for the upcoming season. And so she regressed even in just a couple of weeks. Uh, and it, it has been a lot of work to get her back up to speed. Some areas she still hasn't gotten up to speed and I don't know if she'll be ready but I'm going to get her out a couple of times during the season. Uh, I'm just going to keep it working. And I've committed myself to training with her two times a day, most every day uh, to, uh, to make sure we're getting the foundations and the skills that she needs to be um, a strong duck hunting dog. So that's coming. Uh, you might wonder why I'm wearing an A's hat and a Giants hat for those that are watching a giant shirt for those that are watching on YouTube. Today, I'm taking my kids to Battle of the Bay uh, uh, possibly the last battle of the Bay uh, between the Giants and the A's uh, um, at the Oakland Coliseum. So uh, I decided about a week ago, I was like, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the kids. I'm going to take them to, to Battle of the Bay. I took them to an A's game uh, probably a month and a half ago, and they really enjoyed it. And uh, and neither of them put up a squawk when I told them I got tickets to, uh, uh, to the A's versus the Giants. So I think it'll be fun. My son wants to wear A's clothing. My daughter wants to wear Giants. I will wear both, uh, and uh, and it'll it'll be a great time. So so that's coming. Um, and uh, what else is going on? I don't know. It feels like so much. The kids are about to start back in school, and they uh, and so that's going to be a whole another adventure and uh, see how things work out for each of them. My daughter's going into eighth grade. My son's going into third, and I feel like we're finally getting a sense of like normalcy. Uh, with their their schooling since we've been in this home for over a year now so and I'm not going anywhere anytime soon uh, I uh, 
I like it here, actually. It's, it's pretty nice. So, um, so that's kind of what's going on with me right now. Um, we, I'm very, very excited about Foo Fighters that I'm going to Nevada to see later this week. So we'll bring some footage from Foo Fighters on the next episode of Concert Pipeline. Um, but I won't get into too much of that because we like to wind out the program with Foo Fighters talk. I just got a little excited right now and just kind of teased it a little bit. So, um, so that's cool. All right, so let's talk about the uh, the Beck concert that I went to yesterday. Sir Chloe was awesome enough to uh, be able to get me a pair of reviewer tickets and a photo pass for the show, uh, which was which was super cool. Um, they didn't have time for an interview, so we're, we're uh, you know we didn't get that in, but uh, but I'm super appreciative to them for uh, for making it happen. Uh, it's been. Uh, a little while since I've been to an amphitheater show, and I was trying to remember the last time I was at um, at Concord Pavilion. Uh, I think it was 2019 when I saw Blink-182 there uh, and hung out backstage with Mark Hoppus with my buddy John uh, Lally, uh, um, and who's, uh, who's friends with him. And so this one, I, uh, I decided to invite a different buddy, John, just, let's just confuse everything all up uh, uh, here with the, with the Johns. But I invited uh, a different buddy, John, uh, of mine, and he was totally on board to, to go to the show. We couldn't go together because John had to work and, uh, and I had to be there at around five to be able to make sure I could get my photo pass and see Sir Chloe when they went out at 5.45. So I did not want to miss Sir Chloe since they were generous enough to, uh, to get me the tickets in the, pa uh, in the pass. So um, I'm going out to Cocker Pavilion. Uh, I, I handed the kids off to their mom in the morning. Let's take a step back. And, uh, and, it, uh, and then I took a nap and, and I was just tired. I, I don't know. I don't know what it was, but I was tired. Uh, I got up, I went in and got some crappy Del Taco food, which probably didn't help matters. I just needed to eat something and, and, and I don't think it helped. Let's just be honest. Uh, and and I took another nap after, uh, sometime after lunch. I did, well, I did a 30 minute Peloton with, uh, uh, with John Lally. Uh, and then I just was not feeling great. I took a 30 minute nap. I woke up, I had zero energy, not, not a lot of energy. It felt like worse than when I got COVID, which was not bad, to, I'll say. But it just felt very blah. And I, I had been looking forward to this concert for a while, right? um for a little bit a couple of weeks and uh and so i'm like yeah i'll get to see beck again it'll be great uh but going there i wasn't hungry i didn't want to bring any beer or margarita or anything to pregame it in the parking lot i just wanted to go and, and do the thing and I, I was just in that weird headspace we all get there sometimes right uh, and uh but i did it uh i did it and i went and uh and so i get there just before five it's kind of it's pretty hot still in Concord um over 85 degrees and kind of muggy a little bit uh and uh and then I uh, go get my photo pass uh, realize that um had pretty good tickets which was uh which was awesome and I go down to to my seats and uh and hang out for just a bit the sun was blazing right on top of me so security was cool enough to let me sit in different seats for a little bit while the sun was uh, was setting down and not, uh, so I didn't burn to a crisp, which I, which happens very easily with me. Uh, and, uh, and then, uh, Sir Chloe comes on, uh, on the stage and it's time for, uh, uh, time for their performance, right? 
So, um, so uh, I had the chance to see Sir Chloe uh, open up the show. They had an uh, eight song set um, and they opened with, uh, with their, uh, their song, Should I? Um, which uh, is off their, uh, their new album, I Am The Dog, which came out in May. Uh, and it's actually the, the first song off their, their new album. Um, and then uh, they, uh, they went into their second song off their new album, uh, Salivate, which, um, which I will go ahead and bring, uh, bring on right now. Uh, so we get to hear a little bit of Sir Chloe and then we can talk about the, the performance a little bit. Here is Salivate by Sir Chloe. Concord, California. We're Sir Chloe, we're so honored to be here. This uh, first song, second song is called Salivate. talk about Sir Chloe for a moment um, while uh, we uh, show some pictures from uh, from their show, right? Sir Chloe has been around since 2017. Uh, it, Sir Chloe was formed by uh, Dana Foote um, along with her brother Palmer Foote uh, and uh, some uh, some other friends as well, uh, Teddy, Emma, and Austin. Um, 
out of Vermont. Uh, and uh, they, uh, Dana went to uh, Bennington College and uh, and kind of started the band uh, you know again about tw- uh, six years ago in 2017 they've had uh, two albums um, like i mentioned their newest album is i am the dog they uh, they played um, um a decent amount of songs from that that album and uh a, you know a few songs from their other album party favors as well and uh and you know it was a good start to the uh the set and they were really excited to uh to be there also yeah um, happened to be sitting next to the band that uh, because I was in their block of, of tickets so after their set they came in and sat down and I uh, told them they had a good set uh, and um, one of the guys that works with them Oliver uh, was talking to me for, for a minute and he's from Berkeley and we were talking about Concord Pavilion and um, he's telling me about some show that he went to uh, at Concord Pavilion and I'm sorry I, I don't remember which one but um, but it was it was cool to talk to uh, Bay Area dude and uh, and yeah and so they uh, when uh, um, wow that was a that was a blank uh, when Phoenix was was on and they uh, thanked Sir Chloe for uh, for opening up the show uh, the Sir Chloe uh, gals were uh, pretty excited uh, by the shout out and it seems like they're uh, they're stoked to be on tour with uh, Phoenix and Bex so. Uh, so pretty cool there. Um, all right, next up was Jenny Lewis. And for those that aren't familiar with Jenny Lewis, uh, she's from uh, Rilo Kylie. Um, and, um, and also she's an, uh, she's an actress. Uh, and, uh, and she's been acting since uh, she was a kid. So uh, she's in postal service also. And I'm seeing postal service uh, with Death Cab for Cutie in a, a couple months here in October with uh, my buddy Joe and his wife, Jackie. Uh, and so uh, she's been an actress and she's acted in a lot of things here and there. But what I know her for is from my childhood. Um, and that is from the movie The Wizard with uh, Fred Savage, uh, a movie about like uh, beating Mario. I think it was Mario that they were playing uh, uh, that... Uh, uh, not not Fred Savage, but his brother in the movie was like an idiot savant or something, um, autistic maybe. And uh, and they uh, they went to this convention and uh, and it was uh, it was pretty cool. So uh, a good movie that I grew up on, and now I feel like I have to show my son because I think he'll like it. And I'll tell him, hey, this is who I saw in, uh, in concert the uh, the other day. So uh, he'll he'll appreciate that. He's been getting into, uh, like, not into the podcast as in listening to it, but he's curious about this, uh, this podcast. And, uh, and also, like, who I interview, uh, he's like, hey, Dad, have you interviewed so-and-so? Have you interviewed so-and-so? Can you get an interview with this person who's on uh, this Pokemon soundtrack or whatever it is? Uh, and I look up the person. I'm like, yeah, probably not. Uh, they're too big for me. Or... Uh, maybe I don't know, but or they're not here in the United States, and you know whatever it is. But uh, but he he has this you know idea that he wants to be in an interview with me and talk to you know uh, some artists. So maybe maybe there will be a future uh, uh, podcaster, a future Jones podcaster, <laughs> uh, interviewing musicians, and maybe you know do better than I do. I don't know, uh, but he, he's starting to get interested in it. So and so if I show him a, con- a connection, then then he'll really uh, latch on to that. Um, 
And so Jenny Lewis uh, came uh, came on the stage and she did a uh, an eleven song set and uh, and she uh, yeah I hadn't seen Jenny Lewis before but I've heard really great things uh, about her and her performance and uh, and she's just notorious for the bands that she's uh, she's been in so um, uh, Rilo Kylie Postal Service and she's also in a band called Nice as Fuck interesting um, and. So uh, she came out, out and opened with just one of the guys uh, and, uh, and then went into a second song on the set. It was uh, do si do So um, I'm going to uh, play do si do by Jenny Lewis here uh, from uh, uh, the Conquer Pavilion. Here it is. Turn up the stereo.
That was Do Si Do by Jenny Lewis here in Concert Pipeline. Uh, and uh, and so she uh, she went on to do um, some other songs from her uh, her vast catalog. She's had a number of albums and uh, and been making music under different names. Um, I don't think Rilo Kiley's around anymore. Um, and interesting fact about Rilo Kiley is the uh, one of the guys in the band. His name is Blake, I believe, and he was on uh, Salute Your Shorts back in the '90s. Also a child actor, and also in Boy Meets World. Uh, and so there's some actor tie-in. And while we're talking tie-in, uh, uh, Jenny Lewis noted that um, that Beck produced uh, some of these uh, some of the songs that she was playing, including Do Si Do and Just One of the Guys, the first songs that uh, that she performed. So uh, so they go back and they've uh, they've worked together in, uh, in the past, and she's excited to be able to uh, to play on the set. So she had a, a a great band and and put on a fun performance and was really comfortable in her skin. I think her acting chops really probably helped with that as well. And uh, and uh, it was fun to get to see uh, Jenny Lewis live. So I I think by that point I was kind of warming up and my body was feeling better and I was I was doing okay, right? And my buddy John um, still hadn't gotten there yet. He uh, had to leave at like six uh, uh, from home after he'd had dinner and then um, and then got there uh, like 15, 20 minutes before uh, the before the next day. And Phoenix took the stage. Um, and so. Uh, Jenny Lewis, uh, played, you know, continued her set um, and closed with the song Acid Tongue, um, which uh, is an interesting name for a song, I'll say, but I, I like it. Uh, she had some funny jokes. Uh, she played it. She said I, she cracked a couple of jokes. Uh, and uh, and what was the what was the joke that she uh, that she did? Um, oh, yeah. Well, uh, Let's see why uh, why don't the lights work at a, or why didn't uh, why didn't the why oh why didn't the fan uh, why were there no fans at the Grateful Dead show uh, because they don't work something like that I probably butchered that but it was like ah, funny funny dad joke okay got it uh, so that was Jenny Lewis and I'm sorry Jenny for butchering your joke but uh, but I give you credit just the same. Um, she also did this thing where she's like, uh, I want to introduce uh, my band. And then the band members all go and shake hands together and then go back. And she never actually introduced them, I don't think, uh, by name. So she's like, ha, 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 that's funny, 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 you know, sort of thing. Um, all right. So uh, Phoenix. Phoenix is up next. Um, and Phoenix is great. I, As I was going into this show, I'll be honest, I was more looking forward to seeing Phoenix uh, than it was back just in listening to their latest album uh, and their uh, and their hits. Um, I you know they're, they're a band I've been aware of through their songs, but I couldn't tell you that it was them who uh, played the songs. So, uh, but they're up my alley, uh, and so I was excited to see Phoenix. I knew they'd be a good live band. They did not disappoint, um, and so they came on and uh, and they had. A, um, uh, what was it like 15 song set or something um, and let's, let's see what they had uh, it was 17 song set uh, and they opened with uh, Listomania and uh, that's one of their songs that I actually really like so uh, let's go ahead and play Listomania from Phoenix's set <laughs> Thank you. 
That was Listomania from Phoenix here in Concert Pipeline. And we're going to continue on and talk about Phoenix's set a little bit. Uh, again, they had a 17-song set. My buddy John had showed up by then, uh, which is great because we kind of were aligned in that we were a little bit more excited to see Phoenix than, uh, than Beck. No hate to Beck because uh, Beck is great and a genius. But, uh, but in terms of a rock show, Phoenix, uh, Phoenix had it. And some of their backgrounds were really awesome also. Um, and, um, and I got some really good pictures from the photo pit for, uh, you know, of them in their set also, which was, which was really cool. Um, and so their, uh, their next song that they played was Entertainment. And then they went into Lasso. Um, they, uh, they played Love Like a Sunset Parts 1 and 2 um, and Long Distance Call. They they had a just they had a big great rock set and um, and I really enjoyed the the, uh, the layout. There uh, they had a riser that was probably six feet off the uh, off of the stage, which is the stage is already like four feet up. So this is probably ten feet you know above the the crowd at this point. Uh, a riser that had the the keyboardist and the uh, the drummer on it, and uh, and I'm like, oh, that's that's pretty cool. I think uh, the, the drummer's actually pretty uh, pretty high up, and uh, and the lead singer would climb up on the uh, you know to the to the next level sometimes, and um, and be just be on that second level, um, and uh, and uh, and rock out from there. And he told the crowd at one point that he would come out into uh, you know come say hi to them in the in the crowd, and then. Uh, they close out with their their biggest hit, 1901, and uh, that's a that's a great song too. So uh, I want to play that. So let's go ahead and let's play 1901 by Phoenix. <laughs>
was 1901 by Phoenix. And, uh, and one of the cool things about 19, uh, after 1901, they did just like an instrumental and, uh, and the lead singer of Phoenix came out into the crowd with his uh, wired microphone with, I don't know, the longest microphone cable ever. It was uh, over a hundred feet. I mean, like it must've been over a hundred feet, like uh, 200 feet, maybe, maybe longer. I don't know, but it was long enough to, uh, to get to the back of the crowd uh, not that very back where the lawn is or anything, but right up at the 200 section. Um, he walked right by us uh, twice in that uh, section 102 uh, and uh, and then worked his way around the 100 section back down to the, the sta stage. He did some crowd surfing and, uh, and he asked for a sip of someone's beer, I think. He was particular about what type of beer he wanted, uh, which, is, which is pretty cool. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. It was a great way to end, uh, end their set. So, uh, so it was a lot of fun, um, and uh, and John and I had gotten a beer after the third song, and uh, uh, and I didn't even really feel like I needed one, but I felt like the social pressure of having to keep up. Um, I want to take this moment to share a picture of uh, John and I from the show with an awkward dude right behind us who is, I don't know, on something, but uh, but uh, but it's great and I love it. So uh, so that's Phoenix's set. Um, all right, so next up is Beck, right? It's uh, 9.30 at night, I'm going down to the photo pit, I'm in the photo pit for, uh, for Beck's uh, set. He opens uh, with Devil's Haircut, uh, which uh, is a cool song, I dig it, I like it. I got some great pictures from, uh, from that song, which, um, which we're gonna go show here while I kind of regale some past stories of seeing Beck. Uh, the first time I saw Beck was probably about 23 years ago, 24. Uh, in, around 1999 or 2000, I was in high school uh, journalism, and uh, and I went to a concert that he played in Golden Gate Park, a radio station show, and uh, and I got some really good pictures. I was close, um, probably as close as I was for uh, tonight, right? Uh, and uh, and so picture that took made it in the school newspaper that I was writing for, and an article that I uh, that I wrote about the the show. Uh, I'm sure I wasn't a great writer, but um, but that's my first memory of seeing Beck, and, and I remember him putting on a good performance then. And I saw him again in 2006 or so, 2007, with uh, my uh, kid's mom. Uh, and uh, I don't remember where we saw him. I saw San Jose. I want to say it was San Jose, maybe. Uh, but uh, also, or maybe Sacramento or something. I don't know. Um, but, but also, yeah, enjoyable show. I have nothing uh, against Beck said because he put on a, a very solid show but in terms of rock bands phoenix really brought it so um okay so one of the highlights of the show for me was uh in the first three songs of beck's set right um you as a photographer you get to take pictures of the first three songs usually sometimes it's two but usually it's three songs that you get to take pictures during and i was recording video uh and taking pictures at the same time i was recording video of I, on my iphone uh and uh and taking pictures on my camera uh and then i take pictures on my iphone also because i feel like sometimes they, the iphone pictures come out better they have a, a better camera uh and uh, and so I'd been taking pictures from the photo set, uh, from the photo pit uh, in front of the, the crowd for the first three bands, uh, Sir Chloe, Jenny Lewis, and uh, Phoenix. Uh, no issues. And what's, what was interesting was there were really only the two 
cameraman besides me in the in the photo pit except i think there was one other photographer in the photo pit for phoenix uh for for part of it but uh but no one none of the big photographers with their long lenses and everything stuff that i can't afford uh none of them were were there and i thought that was odd and um and john and i talked about it and he's like well maybe they're at the you know another show uh some 41 is playing with the offspring and uh, they're there. I'm like, well, maybe they're down south uh, seeing Taylor Swift uh, because Taylor Swift is on this uh, tour and doing five nights at the SoFi in Inglewood. Uh, and I looked that up and it's, it's a capacity 70,000 people uh, for SoFi Stadium. And you've got to assume each of those shows is sold out, very sold out. And you have to sell your right nut to be able to, uh, to get a ticket. Right. And so that's 350,000 tickets in five shows that, uh, Taylor Swift is selling. Many of those Swifties I'm sure are buying more than one, uh, one ticket going more than one day. Uh, but so the photographers, I, I assume the photographers might've been there. I didn't know. Uh, I legit didn't know where the photographers were. And so, um, yeah, Beck did his uh, his first song, and then uh, and then he uh, goes into mixed business. And I had looked up the the set list ahead of time because you know I, I, I I'm okay with spoilers sometimes with concerts if I'm not truly super invested, right? So uh, he comes out with uh, mixed business, and that's a song that I uh, really like of his as well, and was rocking out to it during the. Uh, uh, the days leading up to the show, and uh, and I get about a minute and a half into the uh, the song, and uh, and a security guy comes over, and the security had been cool with me, like the security had been totally cool, let me go down, no one stopped me, I had my photo, my photo pass here, right, you know, uh, for the for the concert, uh, you know, and uh, just went out and shot my my pictures, and the security guy's like, no, 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 uh, sort of thing. I'm like, wait, what? Uh, so I stopped recording my video uh, and I uh, uh, and he he's like no no you go back back there back uh, you know with the other photographers and uh, so he escorted me uh, I, I really was just like lost I was like I've shot pictures at amphitheaters before and uh, and not had any issues with shooting pictures I mean it is legit a photo pit right so why would photographers not be able to take pictures from the photo pit that's my big question I want to know uh, but so he, he escorts me, uh, to, uh, back behind the soundboard and I take some pictures from there, uh, for the last, you know, one and a half songs, but I, uh, so I only got, uh, a minute and a half of mixed business, but it's, uh, it's enough. It's a little bit. Uh, and, uh, and so we'll, we'll show that here in, in just a second, but I thought it was really interesting that, uh, that photographers were not allowed to take pictures from the photo pit. And apparently everybody else knew that. There was no note with my tickets. There was no note in the email that I got uh, about not being able to take pictures from the photo pit. And I had uh, only encountered that once before at John Mellencamp's concert. And that was a theater show. And uh, I took pictures from right up next to the stage and then was, you know, halfway through his, uh, the first three songs of his set was told I had to go to the back and take pictures from the back. I don't know what this take pictures from the back thing is because photographers will get much better pictures up close. I did get much better pictures up close and uh, I, I'm happy with how it worked out really because I, I got to uh, got to see Beck up close for a couple of songs, uh, get some really good pictures. 
uh, and uh, and then got the experience, got to tow John afterwards. I was like, hey, they, they made me go to the back. So uh, let's go ahead and we're going to um, hop into the little bit of video that I did get from uh, from Beck's uh, Mixed Business at uh, Concord Pavilion. Here uh, Here is Mixed Business uh, from Beck. This is the third show from our Summer Odyssey Tour. Our first tour here in the U.S. in four years. And we're quite happy to see you all. Thank you all for coming out. We're gonna miss, mix a little business with leather right now. hits uh you know also like his new album from uh 2000 john and i both agreed wasn't his best work it just didn't click it didn't land i listened to it a couple times i tried i wanted to get into it uh and i couldn't get into it so i went ended up listening to beck essentials more than uh than that but uh but he he played a lot of great stuff uh, he uh played lost cause and i wish i'd recorded lost cause because it, that's you know it's a calm song but it's probably my favorite beck song um you know i just love it uh, it, uh it's got a great feel to it uh, uh but instead uh he played loser uh be, um, ahead of his encore and a couple songs ahead of his encore and that's what i'm going to play now so let's play loser Yeah. 
concert pipeline um and uh the, one of the cool things about this tour uh beck in phoenix uh did a song together uh for the tour called odyssey it was the summer odyssey tour um and um and they in beck's encore phoenix comes back out and played the song with beck which is really cool and then beck wound out the show with where it's at i got to turn tables in a microphone where it's at uh and uh I mean, that's, that's classic, right? It's just classic. So um, all in all, a really great set. I'm glad I went. Great show. Thank you to Sir Chloe for, uh, for making it happen. Uh, thank you to Beck, Phoenix, and Jenny Lewis for uh, putting on an awesome show. And let's get to our final segment on the program, the music. <laughs> Okay, I got some stories to wind us out here. Uh, first off, um, Adidas sells their first batch of leftover Kanye West Yeezys for 340 million pounds. I thought they were throwing them away, but I guess not. Um, I guess they're uh, selling them and raising money for charity. Uh, they'd cut ties with Kanye West uh, following a series of remarks from the rapper last year that were viewed as anti-Semitic, having worked together for years on the Yeezy brand. Uh, and then uh, it was revealed that they would sell the leftover Yeezys and donate a portion of the pros uh, profits to charity. A portion of the profits. 
uh, I guess they got to recoup their costs first, right? Uh, so uh, the money from the ongoing sales is going towards organizations and charities supporting those most affected by the rapper's comments. I like that. That's good. They're, they're doing the right thing. They're not wasting the products, but they're also putting the products in people's hands, uh, you know, uh, to wear these Yeezys and spread his uh, whatever, you know, that message, right? So uh, that's an interesting devil side to it, right? It's like people are going to be wearing this or they're just collecting them and, uh, yeah, and then they're going to be holding them, but at least they're not going straight into the landfill. I don't know. Uh, but the Anti-Defamation League and the uh, Philonies and Keda Floyd Institute for Social Change, whew, mouthful, um, uh, founded by George Floyd's brother, Philonies, are, uh, are going to be uh, among the people that they're donating to. Uh, so uh, Adidas CEO Bjorn Golden said, this is much better than destroying and writing off the inventory and allows us to make substantial donations. Um, so uh, they... Yeah, they, he really hurt the business uh, pretty much, and that's how that goes. John uh, Leiden, I don't know why I don't know how to pronounce his name. I should. John Leiden, Leiden uh, says he has a stalker, claims to be his daughter. He's from the Sex Pistols, uh, and formerly from the Sex Pistols and Public Image uh, Limited. He said the woman's behavior has left him distressed to the point where he's filed a police report. The topic came up in an interview with Uncut where he was asked about the meaning of the song uh, Walls uh, on his upcoming album, End of the World, which is out on uh, this coming Friday. Um, we all need barriers. We need some degree of separation from others, if only just for a sense of security. Uh, at the moment, I'm struggling with a stalker who is letting herself into my yard at night, running around claiming she's my daughter, and she's in her 50s. It's the uncaring selfishness of it that's uh, really upsetting. I've had stalkers in the past, but this one is becoming just too irrational and has potential for something much more serious, so I've had to report it. I don't like to get people into trouble, but it's causing me stress. It's making me a bag of nerves. Yeah, I mean, someone's in your backyard, you can report it. It's okay. You don't have to worry about it. They're in your backyard, and they keep coming in your backyard. Get them the fuck out. Yeah, time to go. Here, Here's the loony bin. Get out of here right uh and uh so uh he's got a new album coming out uh and uh i guess he also shared his opinions on ai warning that it will ultimately make decisions for you and that's very dangerous um and so he's not exactly stoked on ai okay uh nicholas cage's son west has announced a new solo single the, the wolf um uh this is west cage uh, he previously fronted the California black metal band Eyes of Noctum and emerged with a solo career in 2014, sharing Tell Me Why, uh, Monarch, Matriarch of Misery. Uh, discussing the new song, which is set to land on October 27th, he said the music we're doing is part of my essence and always needed to be released. Uh, lyrically, the wolf touches, uh, touches on the dichotomy between the higher and lower selves. One represents strength, intelligence, organization, responsibility. The other... Destitution, failure, depression, sadness. Uh, so Nicholas Cage's son, um, you know, uh, has some music, I guess. And he's, uh, the son spoke of how he bonded with his father over music, uh, saying the last concert we went to was a Motley Crue show in Vegas where Tommy Lee almost started a fight with me. We went to see Lacuna Coil with Rob Zombie uh, when they played together. That was great. I want to show him Eamon and... Marth, that's one band that I really wanted to get into because we both have a love for Viking mythology and anything Norse. 
my dad is always like Nine Inch Nails. That was always in the house. Um, and he listens to a lot of Rob Zombie. He was also playing a lot of classical music. Okay, all these outstanding composers are playing through the house. I, I don't know where he's getting into, but... Um, uh, oh, uh, and he revealed that his first concert was seeing The Who perform at the Fillmore uh, in San Francisco. Uh, that is pretty cool. Uh, that is, a, I mean, that would be a very good show. Love me, The Fillmore. So, good stuff. Uh, Thomas banged on guitar is relieved over the way Daft Punk ended. And I'll be honest right now that I did not know that Daft Punk ended. I did not uh, know that they were not, I mean, like there was a set at Coachella a handful of years back, but I don't, and they were there, but I don't think they performed it. Uh, and he founded uh, the French electronic duo, uh, uh, was speaking as part of the new interview, reflecting on his time with the group. Uh, and he uh, recalled his feelings towards calling it quits back in 2021. Uh, he explained that it felt good to draw the project to a close, and it was sometimes left surprised by how long Daft Punk continued to make music following their 97 debut album, Homework. The question I ask myself uh, is why we did end it rather than how it could last for so long. Uh, it's a lot like a story or mini saga. Sometimes uh, there's a TV show that has a special place in people's hearts, and it keeps that place and it runs for one, two, three, four, five, sometimes 10 seasons. Uh, and so they think their time is run. Uh, I'd be surprised if we don't see them again at some point. Uh, okay, uh, so we're uh, working our way towards Foo Fighter news. And this is a, um, you know, a close story to that. Uh, Taylor Hawkins' son Shane performed Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath, Classics, and more with Chevy Metal. That was his dad's uh, side band. Um, that, uh, that he was in. So really awesome that, uh, that Shane came out and played, uh, played some shows. And uh, there's, there's footage of that. He's 17 years old now, and he took the stage and sat behind the kit for two recent shows from his dad's own cover band, Chevy Metal. Uh, he showed off his skills as a drummer and performed alongside the remaining members of the band, including a guest cameo from 80s metal vet veteran and skid row frontman, Sebastian Bach. Uh, and, uh, Hawkins founded the covers band a decade ago and performed frequently with the band during times when he wasn't busy with Foo Fighters. I wish I'd gone to see Chevy Metal sometimes. I just never did. They did played some shows as like after shows with Bottle Rock and what have you, and I totally should have gone to those. I, I, I wish I had. Uh, and so he continued to work with the members up until March 2022 when he died while on tour uh, in Colombia. Uh, and the recent shows in California were held on July 27th and, took, and 29th, took place at the Gold Pacific Studios in Newport Beach and the Canyon in Agora Hills, respectively. Uh, guest members included Poison drummer Ricky Rocket, the Cars guitarist Elliot Easton, and drummer Kenny uh, Aronoff, who's worked at the likes of John Fogarty and John Mellencamp. Uh, Hawkins broke out into renditions of some uh, rock classics, including Black Sabbath's The Wizard and Led Zeppelin's Moby Dick. Uh, and played some other songs also. Uh, really cool. Um, check out the video of that online. Okay. So Sinead O'Connor died um, this past week and streams of her music rose by 2,885% uh, following her death, almost 3,000%. A lot of people uh, came out to show their love, listen to her music, kind of show some respect. Uh, she's had a challenge and kind of con controversial career at certain points. There's some stuff that happened on SNL. You can go back and check that out if you're not aware of it. But uh, she died at her 
home in uh, London on July 26 at the age of 56. And a lot of people paid tribute, including Garbage, Billy Corgan, Michael Stipe, Fall Out Boy, Icy and Tori Amos, among others. Um, and uh, lots of people streamed her music, uh, streamed 243,000 times from July 24th to 25th in those two days. Uh, and that number rose to 7.3 million in the next couple of days. Uh, her cover of Prince's Nothing Compares to You alone amassed 3.2 million streams in the week her new, uh, uh, news of her death broke. And then the single was do uh, also downloaded 10,000 times. And most notably, as we move towards our Foo Fighters, Dave Grohl story, um, during their set at Fuji Rock on Saturday, Foo Fighters brought out special guest Alanis Morissette to assist with a tribute to Sinead O'Connor. They performed a collaborative cover of Mankinda from O'Connor's 1987 debut, The Lion and the Cobra. There's video of that, of course, uh, and it was one of many tributes all over the world. Uh, it wasn't the first time Morissette shared the stage with Dave Grohl. He performed with the band during the Taylor Hawkins tribute concerts also. Before Hawkins became a member of Foo Fighters, he performed in Morissette's band. Uh, so they're, she's, they're like family, ultimately, even if they don't play together very often, there's, there's that family bond. So that is, uh, that is the story. All right, uh, packed episode, even though we didn't have an interview this time, but thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Concert Pipeline. Um, next week on the program, as I mentioned, we're gonna bring some um, Foo Fighters footage uh, and uh, stories from the concert. Uh, going to Nevada to see them at Stateline. Also have an interview with a band called Bluphoria. Uh, so we'll bring that to you all uh, next time on Concert Pipeline. For all of us here at Concert Pipeline, I'm Steve Jones. We'll catch you next time.